I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Because the truth is that our kids need to develop the skills to be able to engage with tough topics. And this is something that needs to be learned. So how can we talk to our kids about tough things in a way that isn't traumatic for them, but rather in a way that helps them to explore these topics and how it makes them feel and allow them to release whatever emotions arise? Welcome back to the Motherhood Podcast, a live workshop-style podcast that is helping thousands of moms redefine their motherhood journey. There was a point in my life when I was trying to do all the things, parent my kids, pour into my marriage, run a busy law practice, keep up my home, and what I found was that I was on the fast track to burnout until I discovered a better way. Now I help women just like you to close the gap between their vision of motherhood and what they're actually experiencing in their day-to-day lives. Together, we'll explore when and where to simplify, systemize, and surrender. I promise you, you're already doing so much better than you think. I'm your coach, Michelle Grosser, and this is Motherhood. Welcome to the Motherhood Podcast. I know you've got so much going on, Mama, so... Thank you for making time to join us today. It's Motherhood Monday, and every Motherhood Monday, we choose a different topic to just kind of talk over and focus on in our families over the coming week. And today we are talking about peace, and we're talking about how to have hard conversations with our kids. So today I am recording with a bit of a cold. (laughs) There's been some sort of flu or something going through my household and it hit me today. Taking the day quill, I've drank the tea. Um, and I really want to get through this because I think that today's topic is really important. And I think that you guys are going to find some practical handles here that you can use. Um, because Lord knows there's a lot going on around us and it's hard to talk to our kids about it sometimes. 
So let's get into it. Um, I think that especially with what's just going on in the world these days, there's so much coming at us, right? There's just so much unknown. Um, but there's also so many things that are hard to process for us as adults. And I think that it can be really hard and sometimes even feel impossible to explain these things to our kids, right? It can feel heartbreaking and infuriating and, you know, what just happened in Texas and other events in the news recently, it it can just feel like a full-time job for us not to be living in fear each day. And I often think about that fine line between wanting our kids to be aware of what's going on around them, right? What's going on in our country or what's going on in our world and to know, just to know that there are people who are hurting. Um, but at the same time, we're their parents and we want to protect them, right? We want to protect them from the news and the information and all this stuff that can be traumatic for them. Um, they might not be ready to, to handle or process. So I've been thinking a lot about that the last couple of weeks and how we can try to process all of this information that's coming at us, a lot of which is scary, sad, um, in a way that's healthy, and also in a way that helps us protect our family's peace. So I'm not here thinking we can solve everything stressful going on in our lives, erase all the anxiety in this podcast episode. You know, for us moms, I think peace will likely never be the absence of the mess in raising kids, but we can find that calm in the midst of the chaos with a little intention and a, and a whole lot of grace. I know stress and worry, they're inevitable for us and for our kids, but we can help them manage that stress and we can help them feel safe in a way that will lead to more peace. So I'm going to talk through a few handles today, just some practical habits that we can be intentional about implementing, and I think it'll make a difference. So the first thing, point number one today, is that, mamas, we've got to make it a priority to be taking care of ourselves. You know, as the moms, it's easy. It's easy to let ourselves and our mental health and our emotional health and our needs to let that slide. And it can be easy to slip into this rhythm of taking care of everyone and everything else around us and just neglecting ourselves. And I think that's especially true when we're talking about our emotions, you know, we can worry about protecting our kids from what they see or, you know, that harsh or ugly side of life. But we need to stop and ask ourselves, like, am I allowing myself to feel anything about what's going on around me? Like, how am I managing? Did you ever ask yourself, like, how is all of this making me feel? What do I need? We can check in with our bodies, right? What am I feeling? What needs to be released? Because the first step in showing up for our kids especially when it comes to peace, as we've got to be showing up for ourselves. We can't guide our kids. We can't coach them or teach them something that we're not willing to do first ourselves. So when things happen in life or in the news, we have to stop and ask ourselves, like, how do I feel about this? And then I would invite you to greet whatever emotions you find are coming up. Greet them with compassion. Maybe it's sadness, maybe it's anger, maybe it's frustration, whatever it is, it's okay. All our emotions are okay. All of them are normal. We're animals, right? It's what we do. We emote. It's biological. It's, you know, our emotions often make sense in our bodies long before they make sense in our minds. 
So we've got to get better as parents. We've got to get better at, as moms at stopping and recognizing our own emotions that are coming forward in light of all the things that we're seeing and all the things that are happening in the world around us. And the key is that we have to allow these emotions to release. Because that's the thing about emotions, right? They're just that. They're energy in motion. And if we're feeling all of these things, if we're feeling this sadness, sadness, excuse me, or this anger or this grief, if we're feeling these things rise up and then instead of greeting them with compassion and allowing them to come through and release, if instead we're greeting them with judgment and we're telling our bodies that's not acceptable here, right? And we're shoving that emotion back down, then instead of releasing these emotions of ours, we're recycling them. And there's a lot of reasons why as adults, we often fall into these patterns of trying to suppress these big emotions in ourselves, right? Maybe that's how we saw the adults around us act when we were growing up. Maybe we never saw them express sadness or anger in a healthy, nonviolent way. So we do what we see, right? Or maybe we weren't encouraged as kids to express our feelings in a healthy way. Maybe we were soothed or maybe we were distracted away from our feelings, food, TV, something else, right? So our emotions became something that it wasn't okay to face them, right? It was something we should avoid. And then for decades now, we've been exposed to information that brings up these big emotions in us, but we've conditioned ourselves to shove it right back down where it came from because it's often easier, and I say that in air quotes, right? It's often easier for us to avoid these feelings than to face them because who likes feeling bad? But the thing is that when we don't allow ourselves to feel these emotions, when we don't allow ourselves to greet them with this compassion when they arise and to actually release them, but instead when we shove them back down and we recycle them, that suppressed emotion, that leads to anxiety and it leads to coping strategies that aren't healthy. And maybe you recognize some of these coping strategies in yourself. Maybe you thought of yourself as always being, you know, quote unquote, strong. Maybe you find yourself in this pattern of this toxic positivity. Maybe you put on this mask of I'm fine when really you're not. Maybe you find you're playing the victim or you're in denial. Or maybe you find yourself, you know, turning to that extra glass of wine or numbing with activities like watching TV or scrolling on your phone or working too much. All of these are coping mechanisms and they're coping mechanisms for emotions we're not allowing ourselves to express. So if any of this is resonating with you and it's landing and you'd like to explore some ways and some new habits you can form to start expressing these emotions in a healthy way so that you can feel and deal and heal, reach out to me. You know, fill out the coaching application form on my website. You can book a short discovery call, no charge. I have some spots opening up over the summer. If this feels like something you're ready to tackle, some of the stuff that you've been putting off and you know you don't feel right, it's time. It's time, my friend, and we'll do it together because this is important. And if we want to be able to show up for our kids when we're discussing really hard things with them, we want to teach them how to manage these big feelings so they can they can feel right and deal and heal and find that peace, we first have to be doing the work in ourselves. But it can be overwhelming and it can be daunting And we have so much else to do. So I would encourage you, reach out to me if you'd like some support. Number two, 
is I want you to ask yourselves when you're talking about or thinking about these hard conversations you're having with your kids, am I protecting or am I preparing my kids? And you know, when I had first written an outline to prepare for this episode, it was a few months back and I had called this point number two, filtering out the adult world. And to some extent, I do think that's still important, but it didn't really sit well with me. And while I was trying to convey just the idea of taking into account the things we're exposing our children to, like, do they watch the evening news with us? Do we talk about all kinds of current events as a family? And I do think it's important for us to be aware what we're consuming, right? And whether it's contributing to anxiety or to peace. A few years ago, I had this, I don't know, 40 minute commute to work each way. And guys, I went down this rabbit hole of listening to political podcasts on my drive. And I was informed, sure, but but at what cost? I mean, I was getting to work all amped up and my blood pressure was up and my anxiety had increased and it wasn't putting me in a good mental or emotional space. It, it wasn't worth it. And so I stopped and I started listening to anything but the news or politics and I noticed the difference in my mental health immediately. And it's not just the news, it's not just politics, but how do you feel when you're scrolling Instagram? or whatever you do when you're consuming outside information, right? I think that if we're just more mindful of what we're consuming, it can make a dramatic change in our emotional lives, which trickles down to our kids, and it really sets the emotional climate in our homes. But the point I'm trying to make here is that as parents, we can't really focus on filtering out all of the bad, or all of the scary, or all of the sad, or all of the uncomfortable, and nor should we want to. Because our instinct is certainly to protect our kids from all of the ugly sides of this human experience, right? And I get that. But the reality is that we can't be there to protect them. Rather, we want to embrace these opportunities to help prepare them to deal with this kind of information in a healthy way. And something I've Heard a while back, that's just become such a good reminder for me when I'm trying to decide what to discuss with my kids, is that in our family, we value truth over comfort. We value truth over comfort. And it might be really uncomfortable, but we're going to have those those difficult conversations. We're going to grapple with the parts of life that don't make us feel good. We're going to be aware of some really tough things to wrap our heads around, we're not going to have to be to process any of it alone because the truth is that our kids need to develop the skills to be able to engage with tough topics. And this is something that needs to be learned. So how can we talk to our kids about tough things in a way that isn't traumatic for them, but rather in a way that helps them to explore these topics and how it makes them feel and allow them to release whatever emotions arise? Because information alone is rarely scary to our kids. But being alone to process that information, that's what's scary to them. And to teach them healthy coping and then, you know, to be able to do it alongside them, that's where we're going to find that peace. So first, you know, this is something we're probably all doing already, but I think what we want to do is have sort of an internal assessment of like, what do I think my child's ready to discuss? And I think rather than asking yourself, you know, is my child old enough to talk about school violence or is my child old enough to discuss the war in Ukraine or 
you know, whatever topic it is. I think that instead of asking if our kids are old enough, we want to kind of be analyzing and focusing on, you know, when, when we're deciding if we're going to talk about these serious things, does my family talk about difficult things and how can we start doing so more regularly? And use that as your gauge. Because if your family regularly discusses difficult things, your child, regardless of, of their chronological age, they might be ready to discuss something really sad or something really scary. And if you do think your child's equipped and they're ready to discuss tough topics, I want you to choose an appropriate time and an appropriate place to have a discussion together. So maybe the drive to school isn't the best time or place to do it, but maybe after dinner, when you're sitting on the couch together, you can start a conversation and you can say something like, I want to talk to you about something really important. And then you can start sharing with them. And when you do so, I would encourage you, you know, check in with your kids and find out what they already know. Maybe they've already discussed it in school, or maybe they heard some friends talking about it, or they saw a headline on their social media, but you can check in, you know, tell them about the big topic without any deals and ask them what they know about it. You know, there's something that happened at a school in Texas a couple weeks ago. Have you heard about it? You know, do you have any questions about it? What do you know about it? And here's the thing with our kids' questions. When they're asking us questions, usually they've already considered a wide range of possible answers, right? So again, it really is just walking them through it. You can answer their questions honestly. You can stop and check in. You know, give them an answer and ask them, you know, how does that make you feel? And you can encourage your kids, you know, let them know. All your feelings are welcome. It's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay if this makes you angry. This is really sad. You know, crying is your body's way of telling you that it's feeling something really important. You can reassure them, you know, I'm here for you. Because here's the thing, feelings aren't overwhelming when we have a partner and feeling them. We want our kids to learn. We want them to have experience in feeling all the feelings, right? We want our kids to learn to feel sad and what to do when that comes up and how to handle it. We want our kids to learn to feel angry and what to do when that feeling arises and how to express it in a nonviolent, healthy way. The feelings don't go away as we enter adulthood, right? It's not like we just feel sad or angry when we're kids. These are lifelong emotions. So the more we can expose our kids to these feelings and then walk them through feeling and expressing them in healthy ways, you know, we want our kids to have experience feeling all the feelings. We can't learn to manage the emotions if we're not encouraged to experience them in a safe space. So when we teach our kids that we're not scared of any of their feelings, they learn the same thing, right? They don't have to be scared of any of their feelings or of the feelings of others. And what that does is that generates empathy and it generates compassion. They can feel it for themselves and be encouraged to express And they can encourage it in others and hold that safe space for others. So that's number two. We want to ask ourselves, am I protecting my kids or is this an opportunity to prepare my kids? And then finally, number three here, something that really helps our kids feel safe and promotes peace is routines. So it's either continuing with routines that they have or creating new ones. Especially for those of us with young kids, routines are our best friends because they help our kids feel safe and they help our kids 
feel secure in their environments. They help create a calmer household because everyone knows what's happening and what to expect next. And what that does is that reduces stress and it reduces anxiety and that promotes peace. There's just security in routine, right? And knowing what comes next. And it's the simple things, you know, when we eat, when we play, when we clean, maybe we have a morning routine or an evening routine. And whatever it is, just having some semblance of a consistent daily schedule, it'll make all the difference. You know, in our home, our morning routine is so consistent and it really starts the day right for us. I'm always the first one up and you guys have heard me say this before, but this is one of my greatest motherhood hacks. Just make sure you're getting up before your kids, even 10, 15, 20 minutes before. It'll just give you some alone time to think in peace before everyone gets rolling. But then when my kids get up and join me, they come on the couch for some snuggles. We'll talk, we'll hang for a little bit, we'll kind of ease into the day. Some mornings they'll start playing, they'll play 15, 20 minutes. They'll watch a little show maybe. Jeff usually gets up around this time because he works late at night, so he goes to bed way later than all of us. When he gets up in the morning, the first thing he does is he puts on worship music in our home. And it really makes the house just feel so peaceful in the mornings. And then everyone gets dressed. And thankfully, both of my kiddos wear uniforms, so that makes things a little easier. And then they get washed up. And while they're cleaning up and getting ready, I'll make them breakfast. And then while they're eating breakfast, I usually go work out or get ready myself. And then they grab their lunches out of the fridge that we made the night before, and they'll grab their water bottles and put everything in their backpacks, and then we're out the door for school. And it's the same thing every weekday. They have their routines and schedules at school. And then we also have a morning and an evening routine, right? And these are fairly flexible because I'm not running around with a schedule and a stopwatch, but we generally do the same things every day. And so my kids feel that peace with what's going on and what they can expect next, and I find it really helps. And then another routine that we have in our home to help protect our peace is that at mealtime and at bedtime, we do prayers. And if this is something you guys do in your homes too, this is just such a great opportunity to teach your kids to take their fears, take their worries to God in prayer. You know, if they're really young, they can hear you model these types of prayers. You can kind of lead them and they can maybe repeat after you. Or if they're older, You can teach them, you know, cast their cares on God. Ask him for peace, right? That's a fruit of the spirit. Ask for it. And I think you're going to find that those routines, they do. They really do create a lot of peace in your homes. So there you have it. A lot of info for you guys today. But number one, if we're trying to talk about protecting our family's peace, we really have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves first, right? The healthier we are, the healthier we can help our kids be. That's emotional health, mental health. We can't teach our kids something that we don't know. So we need to ensure we're dealing with our own emotions in a healthy way. And then we got to ask ourselves when we're ready to have these conversations with our kids or these tough topics are coming up, am I protecting my kids or is this an opportunity for me to prepare them? Life is going to keep lifing and we want to prepare Our kids to value truth over comfort. And the only way to do that is through experience, discussing tough topics, and then helping them, walking with them, leading them in learning to release the emotions that are coming up in doing so. And then third, 
You want to have more peace in your life? Find some routines. Find some routines for yourself. Find some routines for your family. Continue with them or create new ones. Because when our kids know what's going on and what they can expect next, it really does bring them comfort. It brings them security. And both of those things increase our peace. All right, mamas, let me pray peace over you and your families as we head into this week ahead. Lord, we pray for peace over our homes and families this week, God. As we surrender our families over to you, we place our kids in your loving hands. Give us peace knowing that you're right by their side. Replacing our children's fear with strength and courage, Lord, to face whatever the day has in store for them. We ask you to transform our thoughts. Help us to recognize when our minds are getting the best of us and to help us replace our thoughts with your truth. Sometimes it's hard to cast our cares to you and fully let go of our stress and our anxiety, especially with so much going on in the world around us. It can feel scary or like we don't have control, but in those moments, God, help us to just pause and remember that you're always in control. Yesterday, today, always. We know that our thoughts are not your thoughts, God, and our ways are not your ways. So when we feel alone or we feel confused or we feel stressed, just give us that inner peace that only you can supply. Put your peace in our hearts when we're worried, when our mind is racing. Bring us a sense of calm, Lord. Slow us down so we can remember your truths. We know that it's often in the most challenging times when you're at work in and around us. Just give us a heart of wisdom, God, to hear your voice amidst the anxiety. Make us strong through you. No matter what we're worried about, God, we know that you are bigger and you're more powerful than anything that's causing us anxiety. So we bring it all to your feet. We trust you, God. We put our worries in your hands so we can embrace the peace you offer us. We love you. We're grateful for you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. If you love mommy's podcast, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village, and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you.